Welcome, welcome, welcome to a lovely wet Friday in August. I'm so excited. We had the bank holiday last weekend. Everyone was complaining about the hot weather. And look what complaints did. They brought us rain. Yellow forecast. I was speaking to uh, someone down in Cork there, and they said that the weather is terrible. So, but hey, once we have a warm heart, that's all that matters, a warm heart. And today, today we have some good, great, and super guests in the studio. Mark Dwyer, how are you? I'm great, Joe. Thank you very much. And we have uh, Simon, who is now coming to be a fixture of uh, (laughs) Business Eye. He has got his foot under the table, institution, and uh, we will go and say hello. How are you? How how are you both? How's everybody listening in? And uh, yeah, it's a bit rainy out there, but uh, I heard somebody this morning talking about uh, fire, getting excited about fireworks in September and October up to Halloween, so we're getting towards that end of the year. Well, Bray, last weekend uh, I could hear and see the fireworks from my house uh, on Bank Holiday weekend. Nine, ten o'clock, they were shooting them off, so it's, uh, I didn't have to go anywhere to see them. Even the air show, yeah. I could see the uh, from, perfect, from the house as well. Perfect location. Perfect location. And we're going to have Pat Lucy coming in from Aspara. He's going to be dialing in about 1.15. Um, he has some questions to ask ourselves and the listeners uh, of his up-and-coming awards at the end of the year. Yeah. But Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. I mean, talking about the rain, I went to go and swim in Sea Point this morning. There's a big uh, digital sign-up saying that there was an overflow from the West Pier. So uh, beware of E. coli. So that wasn't a great start of the day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I ended up in the pool instead. That was it's, yes, it's, huh. that's when you know that you shouldn't be eating and swimming at the same time. <laughs> and breathing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. And breathing. <laughs> but surely in this day and age, the, uh, just because we have heavy rain, it doesn't mean that the uh, waters around Dun- D- Dublin Bay or Dunleary are... But that's happened loads of times. That's probably four or five times last year. And yeah. uh, there was know, something Joe, in... it's not the sewage, it's the uh, man of war. The uh, man of war. Off, yeah, 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 yeah. They're the, stinging the you. You're getting war. stung both ways, basically. But wasn't yeah. there also, they, they were laying the cement, I don't know if this is an urban myth or anything, but they were laying the cement in the new Bats and Dunleary and they had these, um, there was plastic in the That's cement. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and that it, was affecting the... And it, uh, but it washed out. They it didn't washed, set it right. washed out. It was affecting the fish, uh, sea life, and uh, it wasn't obviously fit for purpose but it was going on for months wasn't it months it was, yeah. months, months yeah. yeah yes friend you being a you know a, a warrior of the sea you're, you're a triathlete 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 I'm having uh, how many have you done uh, well I've done untold triathlons yeah. so from wow. sprint to Olympic uh, and uh, right up to half Ironman and full Ironman so I've done six full Ironman and I've done I don't know, maybe 40 triathlons? I don't, I don't know. I've lost count. You were telling us there uh, recently that there was one you were doing in Germany and you had to pull the plug on it, which was very brave of you, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess, you know, if you knew me, I've got that kind of type A plus personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, to make a decision to pull out of a race uh, from where I'm sitting is not a, an easy decision to make. Yeah. Uh, but it was in Frankfurt on the 30th of June. There was 40 degree heat. The water in the lake was over 25 degrees, so that uh, means that the organisers will not allow you to wear a wetsuit, which yeah. isn't good news to me because my body sinks in, this, in the water. Yeah. And in a lake, it's obviously there's no buoyancy, it's not like the sea. Yeah. And it also then gives you kind of a psychological barrier because if you're not a confident swimmer, you're nervous about the other 2,999 athletes in the water with you, so you kind of avoid them. So I ended up doing four and a half kilometres instead of 3.8 kilometres, uh, so there's an extra 20-odd minutes in the water, 
uh, which obviously depletes your energy levels, gets all your uh, nutrition plan out of sync. Went on the bank bike, I was, you know, averaging 32 kilometers per hour for the first 30, 40 K and I got 60 K and I started overheating. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't keep the body temperature down. So the first loop was, it was 185 K, but we came back into Frankfurt around 100 K. I saw my four daughters and my wife and I said, no, I'm calling it quits. And they were all shouting, go on, go on, dad, it's great. Now don't stop for the photograph. I said, I'm not stopping for the, this is not a social media <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> well, so, what went through your mind? What was it? What did say, what did you think in that moment? Stop, you're done. Uh, well, I, I knew I still had half. I had an 85K on the bike to do and a marathon. Wow. And I knew I was suffering on the bike, so I knew there was no way I was going to be able to do the marathon. I mean, an Ironman marathon is suffering. It's a suffer fest anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's more of a kind of a, a slog and a jog as opposed to a proper run. Uh, but what was going through my mind was, you know, potentially, you know, what would people think? Um, could I really go on? What state would I be in if I did go on? Um you know, will I be able to keep the body temperature down? Will it drop naturally? Because it's not normal like, like me. I normally keep... So all the, the doubt and everything started coming yeah. in and, yeah, 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 and yeah. it was just a case of, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. I was going to... I said to... Ultimately, I said to myself, I'm going to suck this up. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And I know it goes against my, everything that I stand for, giving things up. Were you battling with your own doubt? Yes. Constantly? Yes. That Constantly. must be painful. Well, it is. Psychologically. It, it is, Simon. Well, as I said, I, I am type that would keep yeah, going on yeah, but yeah. I had promised my wife and my four daughters that if I ever came to a point where I might kill myself in a race I'd stop and I don't think they ever believed that was yeah, the case yeah, yeah. so I've kind of proved that now which was which is good so yeah. if I decide to do another Ironman I think they'll be supporting me yeah. Did your brother do it because I know you're just having your brother compete Yeah Joe well remembered uh, actually 2014 uh, Paul and myself did the Frankfurt Mar- yeah. Ironman and we actually despite being extremely competitive like most brothers most Irish brothers are um, we actually finished together. Did you? Wow. So after 225 kilometres, that's some feet. And it, was not by, it wasn't by cha- choice, believe me. So, you know, he was quicker in the water than me because I actually had a panic attack that year. Um, I picked up about a minute on the bike on him and then after three and a half K on the run, I passed him and I put my fist up and go, gotcha, just like Eamon Coughlin did. Do you remember the Olympics? <laughs> yeah. When he knew he was going to win and he put the... Uh, so, uh, so it was a four-loop run uh, of 10 and a half K per, per loop. And on the third loop, he picked me up and we looked at each other and we said, look, you know, for our mother's sake, let's stop killing each other. So, so, so we've gone from marathons to triathlons. What, what, what's the ultimate now? Is there, is there an ultra triathlon or where, where's it gone to? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a Decaman, Simon. What's so Decaman? Decaman is 10 Ironmans in 10 days, back to back. So that's, you know, it that's, that's to do phenomenal. With sitting on deck chairs and the beach. It's not, it? no, it's not, Joe. No, 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 no. How many no. people do so, qualify to do that? Uh, very few people do. You know, you might get maybe 50 people might do uh, Decaman, I, wow. I, I would think. Yeah. Um, so there's all sorts of things. You know, there's, there's sort of there's, that Navy SEAL sort of mental, yeah. you know, yeah. break yeah, that yeah. you have to, to do one of I've them, heard of some it? people doing a, a marathon each continent, seven continents in seven days or 10 days, something yes, like that. Yes, to do that. There's uh, uh, all the, you know, the Peaks yeah. Challenge. Actually, shout out to. Uh, to Mark Lacey from Insanity Fit Zone, who is doing um, 26 peaks in 32 counties over seven days, starting yeah. on Monday. Yeah, see, it's like Jerry Duffy, you know, he yes, ran 32 he marathons in 32 days or something, wasn't it? He was. Yeah, in 32 counties. Yeah, yeah. and for me, I don't run. 
Okay. You know, you know, I had the gym when I was That's big right. into kettlebells. Nobody and I thought had, you ran. I, I, no, no, I couldn't run. I, uh, I love cycling. Cycling, I was the king of the mountains many mm-hmm. years ago. There's one thing I just don't like is run. I have a dodgy knee as well, so probably that's got a lot to do excuses, with excuses. But, but I walking, hiking, I went for yeah, a hike yeah. there the other week and I did 18k out with the dog and no not, a, not, not, a, not a problem on it. Yeah, I just yeah. something, some, just something psychological with me in the, in the running. I did one marathon it. in Perth, Western Australia in 2000. I did a half a marathon in 2008 and I did the full marathon in 2009 and I'd only trained for half a marathon. I completed the marathon but the last five kilometres, uh, the nausea was unreal. It was, but I, I did it in the end. But it was it, the battling the head was just yeah, well, unreal. These things are seventy percent mental and thirty oh, percent physical. I've day, never done yeah. it since. Well, well, all the time. Any of those endurance events, they yeah. are. So, you know. did you learn anything from Frankfurt that you brought back to business on when you came back to work? Was there anything you kind of went, mm, maybe I might do things slightly different as well? Um, well, I, I've you know, I guess I've calmed down in the last. 12 months because last June I got um, shingles and mumps at the same time so that kind of knocked me for six so I had to pull out of an Ironman in Barcelona last year and uh, so you know this year I changed things so instead of getting up at six in the morning or being in the pool at six in the morning I let myself have a lie-in and then um, one thing we changed this year is when I came back from Frankfurt uh, myself and Anne went on a walking tour of the Amalfi Coast oh lovely beautiful which Knowing me, people say you're an Ironman. You're going on a walking tour. With yeah, fifty no. plus year olds. Yeah, and it was just you only being twenty one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. So uh, it was just it was so different. It was it's such a beautiful place. Yeah, and it was so laid back. And so I, I, you know, the, in you're absorbing the everything. You see everything in a different way as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's yeah. happened. That's what's happened, Joe. I'm now absorbing things more since I came back from Frankfurt, and I'm now looking at the business in different ways and slowing things up a little bit and being a little bit more strategic. Like, I, I, I don't know if, if people know your story. You have a fantastic story, and we've spoke about this in the past, and I've I had you on a different show as well. You know, you, you were in a business which failed, and from that you learned, and you created something quite amazing now, which was the big, big red book, which is now the cloud. Mm-hmm. So... Going back, when did that start? I just, when did the, the yeah, well, whole so, thing? Well, when you say it failed, we well we, not failed. I, I mean, I'm interested in that because I don't know the background. So yeah, do you, not, do, do you okay. mind just going back through that? Because yeah. I've been through a similar business failure in the and it was a failure in the okay. past. So I'm interested to, to know what happened and how you got through it. Okay, so we went through rocky waters. Let's just clear that, clear that up. It wasn't a failure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'd been in business two years. And I was doing 77% compared to my business partner who was doing 23%. And we were losing money and we'd built up a revenue debt. What type of business was that? It was uh, business to business selling anything from fax machines, okay. computers, uh, networking, yeah. um, you know, cabling, yeah. um, servers and, uh, and accounting software. So yeah. I was the agency for, at the agency for a product back then as well. So that's back to 1992. So this is 1994. We'd uh, run up a debt and uh, I basically said to the partner, look, you can't take your salary until you've covered your costs. So he thought about it, came back to me two weeks later and said, I want to leave. Yeah. So the accountant said, close the business down. I said, no, that's not morally right. I'm not going to do that. I will assume the debt myself and I will go into the revenue and I will pay them back. And I paid them back £935, Irish pounds a month, every month for three years. Right. And I'm still in business. So yeah. that's the underlying limited company that I yeah. actually now owns the Big Red Book. Okay. So I've, I, you know, I didn't fail. But No, you recovered. You recovered. I, rec- I recovered. And then I realised that... Uh, 
I wasn't running a proper accounting product and that's why we failed. Yeah. We nearly failed, sorry. Yeah. And so I went about trying to find a product that was uh, suitable for small businesses, uh, that was easy enough for them to use, but also complicated enough for accountants to use. What did you learn about yourself during that recovery period that, that, that you used? Resilience, Simon. Yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of resilience, and I think in business that's what you need. You're yeah. going to take the knocks. Uh, in business, you're up against Mike Tyson all the time. Yeah, it's funny to say that because I'm doing a talk at a Joe's event coming up Saturday next week at Airfield Trust, and I'm talking about that very subject, resilience, and this life, self, and societal. And most people don't even realise they have those reserves, you know. But I think it's also the uncertainty of the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. That's really what a lot of people suffer from. Is, They're nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it is uncertainty in business mm, all the is, time. Yeah. And yeah, you time. wake up on whatever day of the week it is and you have no idea what's going to hit you. Exactly. But it's the ability to be able to take that and, yeah. and move and be agile. Yeah. And small businesses have the ability to be agile. Yeah. You know, the larger ones, they take longer times. There's a lot of bureaucracy in, yeah. involved. But if you are able to take the, the good with the bad, and, yep. you know, there's going to probably be more, I hate to say it, but more bad times than yep. good times. Yep. Uh, but it's how you handle them. I always believe there is never a problem. There's always a, a solution. We will always have negative days. You correct. know, they will always come. Yep. But it's what you do when you look at them and go, right, How? what is this situation that can get me moving forward? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Where a lot of other people, when they get that, their, their mind creeps in and then they go into panic mm. mode. Yep. And when you're in fear panic mode, you make stupid decisions. Yes. Yep. It's understanding yep. that and yep. learning it on it. Yeah. On it. So, but, so that's sorry. That's where we got the big red book. So I bought the the, you know, the main majority share in the big red book okay. back in tw- two thousand and one. Okay. And we've now designed Big Red Cloud, okay. and we've over seventy five thousand companies using our software. Wow. I want to I want to get into that there now. But what we do is we're going to take a break and we'll come back. I want to just talk about the Big Red Cloud because I'm fascinated about it. Things that went before I know I'll 
from the Dundrum Town Centre. This is Dublin South FM. Hi folks, it's Paddy Cunningham here letting you know that you can join me each Tuesday evening for a brand new country music show right here on Dublin South FM. Each Tuesday from 8pm, Country Roads is going to bring you the best in Irish and American country music, looking at that week's country chart and a featured artist. So why not join me each Tuesday evening from 8pm right here on Dublin South FM for Country Roads. The best in Irish and American country music on Dublin South FM with Paddy Cunningham. Do you like funk and soul? Are you into big brass sections? that are tighter than Prince's trousers? Do you like bass lines that are so filthy that they should be put in the kitchen sink and washed with the dishes? Then tune into Bowl of Soul with me, Porig Dooney, every Tuesday night at 7pm, only on Dublin South 93.9 FM. There'll be funk, soul, and a nice bit of good-natured wholesome crack thrown in for good measure. That's Bowl of Soul, every Tuesday at 7pm, only on Dublin South 93.9 FM. 8 o'clock Saturday nights on Dublin South 93.9 FM means Pop Gear with me, legendary drag queen Veda and... Me, Ian. Ian, my straight mate, Ian. It's a show for people who think that the coolest thing about a car is a car radio. We love classic pop, so if you love classic pop, join us every Saturday night at 8 o'clock on 93.9 Dublin South FM. FM? I'm so FM. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience. And welcome back there, folks. I was just running out, grabbing my coffee. On the line, we have Pat Lucy. Pat, are you there? Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Oh, Pat, great to hear your voice. You're in studio with Mark and Simon and myself. So uh, we have all, we are all ears. Where, where are you? Where are you in, where are you in Kerry or Cork? I am in the Kingdom of Kerry right now. The yeah, they're just getting their plans ready for an assault on the Sam Maguire uh, in the next few weeks. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we're building a wall. Yeah, we'll you might, to... might waste your time there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we've been on to Trump and he's handed the plans for a wall that he's building somewhere <laughs> down south. <laughs> on a... Pat, I was telling the guys, I don't know if you were tuning in just beforehand, um, that you have the awards coming up now very soon. But you're, you're, and you're asking people as well a question, which I haven't told anyone, I'll let you uh, say it, um, to spark interest and get people to um, put in their votes. Fantastic. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, so a lot of people might be aware that 50 years ago, uh, a big event happened, which was the moon landing. And not as many people know that shortly after that, the Project Management Institute got formed. So this year we're celebrating the 50-year anniversary of the setup of the biggest institute in the world for project managers. 
And the two things go hand in hand. If you think of all the complexity involved in uh, the moon landing and all the different people involved to make that happen, it was down to split-second timing. Um, as a result of that project and others like it, people identified the need to create the, the culture of project management and bring people together and share some of those lessons as to how they do those things. So this year, on the 50th anniversary of the Project Management Institute, the Ireland chapter of the Institute is running a competition which is to identify Ireland's Jubilee project. In other words, which project has had the most positive impact and the most influence on this country in the past 50 years. So we're inviting people from all over the country to submit nominations for which project do they think has been the most influential in the past 50 years. And we're delighted to take those nominations. We're taking them for another month. The deadline is, I think, midnight on the 5th of September. So from the 6th of September, we will have a list of projects that we will then um, come up with a short list. And Eurovision style, we'll be asking people to vote on which uh, project they think is Ireland's Jubilee project. Pat, Pat Simon here. Are there subcategories? Are we talking about construction projects, infrastructure projects, different types of categories? Or how do you, how do you look at this? Sure. So as part of the National Project Awards, in, in general, Simon, we have seven categories and they're split by public sector and private sector. And then private sector is further divided into multinational companies and indigenous Irish companies. And we also have uh, two categories for social good, one being for uh, CSR, so uh, corporate responsibility projects, and the other for community or voluntary organization projects. And the final two categories are the PMO of the year, which is Project Management Office. They're the guys behind the scenes doing the number crunching and the Individual Person Award, the uh, Project Professional of the Year Award, which person has done the most this year to deliver. But it can be a construction project, a change project, um, technology project, any type of project that can win. And for the Jubilee project, which is going back over the 50 years, again, it can be any type of project, just as long as you think it's made a significant positive impact on this country. So there must obviously there are big projects that you can think about over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But um, are you expecting any surprises? Well, what I think is funny is some of the projects, once they're implemented, we kind of forget that that's what life was like before they came about. And that's the sign of a great project, that you immediately take it on board and adapt it. Um, for example, as, as somebody who's from Limerick and living in Cork, I found with the various motorway improvements, I quickly forgot uh, which towns that I previously had to navigate through on my way to Dublin. Now the motorway just brings me straight past them, and it's like it's always been that way. Yeah. So when you actually stop to look at the various improvements and changes that have happened over the 50 years, it's amazing the range and the breadth of projects that have been implemented in yeah, this country. Yeah. You can't take I'm not going to name. Yeah, well, I'm not going to name any because, as one of the, the judging panel, I don't want to be seen to. Uh, how, how many to entries have you got at this stage? So, so far, there have been over 80 different projects identified, and they're from all different parts of the country. Some from Donegal down to Kerry, down to Limerick, Cork, uh, the West, Mayo, 
um, and a number in Dublin, obviously, as well. Right? So Dublin has had some major projects. The, the, the Cross uh, and the Pope's visit in Phoenix Park, would that be part of it? That's, I, th- I, I think that's one that, that could the, very well have been listed. The, the, tun- the tunnel? The tunnel. So obviously, now we're just going to shout names. So things like, you know, things like, you know, the Wild Atlantic Way, is that a project? Yes, yes it is. And in fact, that was one of the finalists um, in the, the national awards uh, last year. So that is a project. So any, pro- any project really is something that has a start, has a finish, and brings about a change. And the idea of a project manager is you're taking the idea and you're making it a reality. And how many so people are on the judging panel? Um, there's two sets of judging. There's an initial set of judges, which is seven people, a mixture of industry and uh, academia, public and private sector, and then that they get it down to a short list and then it goes out to a public vote. So we're looking for any project managers out there can have a say in voting when the short list comes out in September. They'll have uh, three weeks to get their votes in then and then we'll announce the winner at the overall National Project Awards event on November 14th. Pat, and, uh, yep. no, go on. I just want to know where, when can, where can people log in and, and when can they make the votes or what's the whole procedure for them just to, if someone wants to jump online? Sure. So the website is uh, www.projectawards.ie and on that, if you want to nominate a project for the Jubilee Award, you simply click the link, send in the name of the project and we'll do the rest. We'll do the follow-up after that. The follow-up, okay. If you, want to, if you want to nominate for one of the other seven awards, you know, if you want to nominate one of your peers or your colleagues or a project that you believe has been implemented very well this year, um, you fill in a short application form. So it probably takes about 15 minutes to fill in that application form, which is on that website, projectawards.ie. Send that off and we'll do the rest. Could I fill one in and send it in about my ego? Could I? <laughs> well, some projects are, are more than just national, Joe. Some are, are supernatural. Uh, Pat, now I know you said it's, it corresponds and, uh, with, with the landing on the moon, but Joe's a bit space there, I think. Yeah. That idea. Yeah, I want to know where the start, the beginning, and the end of your ego is. Yeah, that, that's it, Adam. That's it. It's, it well, was, I won't query whether you would qualify under the within the last 50 years category. <laughs> Oh, these are all getting me now. Just, thank God I can slag myself. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. But it was a roaring success last year as well. You got some great names in, and there was some great awards. And you had it in you had it in Dublin as well. The awards. Will you will you be having them again this year as well in Dublin? Yes, and the awards they're run by the Ireland chapter of the PMI, and they're run in association with PwC. And PwC have been fantastic. They've hosted the awards in their premises um, by the, the Liffey overlooking Samuel Beckett Bridge. They have a, a fantastic setup there. Um, they're tremendous supporters of project management in this country. And again, they've come on board this year and they're hosting the event for us. So we're hoping it'll be a glitzy black tie event again. And it's a great chance for people to get some recognition for the projects they've done. A lot of the projects that are delivered in Dublin um, and around the country are projects that have a big impact on people but often we don't realise who the people are behind the scenes who made them happen. So this is a chance for those people to come out from behind their desks and put on the glad rags and have a great evening and networking event. Pat, from an international perspective, how, how is Ireland viewed from a project management perspective? Is it viewed differently from a private, from you know the private sector to the, 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 the government sector? Um, how, how is the international perspective on, on Ireland as a project management destination? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So 
on the private sector side, Ireland is seeing very, very, as, as a leader in project management yeah. internationally. So the PMI is an international organisation. We have chapters in over 200 countries. And Ireland was chosen this year to be the host of the, the, the broadest event that the PMI have all year. We held it in the convention centre in Dublin in May. We had people from 79 countries attend. And it was a big honour to be selected for that, given it's the 50th anniversary. It's a big year. But even when you look at the stats, Ireland has the most project managers per head of population of any country in the world. Mm. We have the third most uh, female project managers, percentage of female project managers. So we're seeing it as very progressive. And uh, we have companies, the likes of the PM Group, for example, who are headquartered down in Cork. They deliver projects all over the world and they're internationally renowned for it. So I don't know if it's because of our history as an island nation, as, as a trading and good negotiating skills. But Irish people generally are seen to be very good at getting the job done and negotiating well, keeping people on side, not burning too many bridges. I, th- I think so that I, th- excellent. I, th- I think you've hit it on the head. I think there's a real perception of good negotiation and also a bit of work that I do around the brand, brand valuation side of things. That the, the, the nation brand of Ireland as as a country, and you take the the brand of the top the value of the top corporates and then the nation as well has been the far, second fastest uh, nation brand in the EU for the yeah. last three years and it's been growing 24 26% and I think things like project management and negotiation definitely feed into that stuff Absolutely. The other thing as well, I just want to jump to your own business as far you've opened up in Belgium as well haven't you, how's that working out? Yeah, we've opened up in the Benelux. On Valentine's Day, we opened our office in Amsterdam. So it was we were tiptoeing through the tulips in Amsterdam on Valentine's Day. It's been going great. Um, we've picked up just two new clients in the past month over there. And uh, I find it's a very open economy. So the, the companies out there are very welcoming and interested in hearing about Aspira and what we do on both the, the project management and the technology front. Um, but there's challenges. It's always hard to break into new markets. But so far, fingers crossed, it's gone really well. And we're anticipating getting some more new customer wins before the year is out. And I guess it all helps establish a broader base than being primarily Irish-based. More and more of our work now is overseas. Pat, look, thanks for taking uh, time out of your busy day and coming on and speaking to us. Uh, We will share this along our social media and we'll send out the podcast to you later on as well so you can share it yourself great stuff thanks a million guys great to talk to you and hoping that you guys will get on to projectawards.ie and submit some nominations as well for Ireland's best project we will indeed definitely I have a few already rattling around in my head (laughs) (laughs) Pat good talking to you as always I'll catch up with you later take care take care Joe bye Simon thanks Pat so there you go It's, it's, it's when you think of a project it's like someone throwing at you Pick a song and you don't know what song to go with. Do you know that way? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so it's very hard to think. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it'd be interesting to do it. I think the Wild Atlantic Way has been yeah, that's a, good project, a success. Yeah. And then there's the East Coast as well that yeah, they're, yeah. they're pushing on. Yeah, it. Yeah. Internationally, your business, is it expanding internationally or are you keeping it sort so, of homegrown? So on a daily basis, we have 19 countries accessing Big Red Cloud. Have you really? Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean we're in 19 countries. Yeah. It means yeah. that either 19 countries have subsidiaries in Ireland and need an Irish accounts package. Yeah. Uh, but we have, you know, a small percentage of the business in the UK. And we're looking to grow that. Well, we were looking to grow that, but we just don't know about uh, Boris and what, he's, what his antics are. And uh, we're the looking at potentially Malta as well. And the reason for Malta, Joe, is that uh, Malta is one of the highest English-speaking countries 
in the Eurozone with the same accounting rules as Ireland. Yeah. Have you ever been to Malta? I have, yeah. It's beautiful. It was Sailed it was into it. Sailed into it. Yeah, and, I, I yeah. went for the Irish qualifying match Did you, in yeah? Malta yeah. For, the, for the World Cup. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a pub there called uh, Ollie's Last Stand. Oliver Reed fell over. Oh, that's English, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Ollie's Last Stand. <laughs> so how, how how does your product compare to others? I mean, does it have any real differentials, or how do you compete against you know your, your other offerings out there? So we have a couple of USPs. So we have a change or delete function in our product. Okay. So that gives the business owner who's not an accountant or bookkeeper the confidence to run their own accounts, knowing that they have essentially tipex in their back pocket if they've made a mistake. They don't need to go and ring their accountant and ask them how to do a reversing journal because for a start they don't know what a reversing journal is and they can go and change it and then they have access to our telephone support team based here in Dublin uh, five days a week, nine to five thirty. Yeah. So, uh, but it's very easy to use. It's very spreadsheet esque in its look and feel. Yeah. It's very like what they learned when they were in school, the three in one bookkeeping, yeah. and uh, so it is sim- genuinely simple to use. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I lived in Australia for ten years, and a lot of people use Zero over there. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a Zero. Zero is a big company, and yeah. they're starting to try and get in here. Yeah. Our researchers found that the accountants love it because there's lots of dashboards and loads of reports. Yeah, yeah. But the when it comes to the end users to run their own business, they find it too complicated. It also boils down it. to. Uh, um, customer service as well. You know, well, the a lot, training of, yeah, that a lot you of our have. competitors have, have pulled out of um, doing the telephone support. Yeah. But what we do is we give free training to our customers. Yeah, it's so. it's like I, I know that you have a team up there in Glenageary, um, in your offices as well, and you, there is training. You know, there, and what I love about you, your system as well. If someone signs up, you do, you're not waiting for them to get the training. You have emails going out. Have you got the training? When do you want to book in for training? So you're you're actually not We're pushing proactive. the pre- yeah. yeah we've yeah. also got videos we've got over 50 yeah. videos and shown yeah. people how to do it but the funny thing is about I say to our support people we give too much support and they kick back and I say what do you mean I said look we've got Mary Murphy from Ballancolic ringing every Monday at 10 o'clock four Mondays a month 12 months of the year with the same problem so Mary Murphy's really only ringing it's like going to the hairdressers she's only ringing to talk to somebody yeah, but yeah. our support people will answer that question okay. and they say to me that's the single biggest reason customers stay with you and they bought your product in the first place yeah, so they basically doesn't. put me back in my box but that's it You're, yeah. you know it's, it's listening to your staff to make the decisions I remember sitting with you five years ago in your office yeah and you were it's at least five years ago yeah about five years and you, you, you were just telling how things were going how you, you I don't think you had gone into you were just about to go into the cloud well, then was it we're seven years in the cloud seven years so, so you just, just yeah, yeah and you were just telling how and at that time as well you were thinking of going public but not holding off yeah. on it so yeah if it's hats off to you that's off. You Thank know, you, you're, you're, I would class you as one of Ireland's entrepreneurs. I really That's do. Very yeah. nice. I'll yeah. hand you the brown paper bag now. After yeah, the show. yeah, no, <laughs> not with the sandwiches though. With the money. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you want the real stuff? <laughs> but you are. You know, it's and you're doing talks. You've, you know, you won. You, 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 you go for everything, and you can see where you are when you're doing the triathlons and the Ironman. You can see that part of you in your business as well. And look what you've, you've, you won the the Bank of Ireland awards. You're Sponsoring Leinster as well, which you're like myself a big Leinster fan. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're. We've just taken up the sponsorship of the Pro 14 Rugby as well. Have you? Yeah. So oh. we did that. Just literally, we decided and negotiated three weeks before the quarterfinals. Yeah. So this year we've done the two quarterfinals, two semi-finals, and final. But this season coming, we're on the jersey for 152 games. Oh, brilliant! So it's just going to be phenomenal. So just it's televised in 140 countries. Yeah, that's mm. that's what so you want. On I, I, I'm inter- We mentioned the resilience bit a bit before. I'm interested when 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 negative things happen, and they will in business, as you they said do. before. So when challenges hit.
hit you? How? What, what process do you go through head and heart and soul? What do you, is there a process you go through that well, you the fir- share with people? The first thing, Simon, I, I don't call them problems. I call them challenges, yeah. which is what you just said to challenges, me. Challenges, yeah. yeah. Everything's a challenge. Everything is a challenge. And I basically dissect them very quickly in my brain and say, okay, this is going to fall into category A, B or C. Yeah. So A being, it's like, could be business changing and life critical. Yeah. B, it's not so bad. And C is, look, you know what, it can wait a week or two weeks or whatever yeah. it is. So once you've got that broken down, you can then decide what course of action needs to be taken. And how much resources to throw at it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. We're going to follow on in this conversation right after the break. And we'll talk to you then. Thank you. Watching the ships roll in Then I watch them roll away again yeah. Sitting on the dock of the day Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dock of the day Wasting time I left my Watching the tide roll Sitting on the dock of the bay Everything's fine on 93.9 Dublin South FM. Oh, will you look at them go? I wish I had their energy. Ah, they're good for the soul, though, aren't they? I can't imagine life without Lucky. <laughs> but he might outlive me yet. Oh, well, take my advice and sign up for a Dog's Trust Canine Care card. It's completely free and it's given me such peace of mind since I did. What's that? Well, it's simple, really. It means if you pass away before Lucky, Dogs Trust will take him in and give him the care and love he needs until they match him with the perfect forever home. That sounds terrific. How much did you say it costs? It doesn't cost a cent. Great. How do I sign up? 
Just text CARE to 50100 and they'll call you with more information. Or you can go to dogstrust.ie. Well, that's wonderful advice. I'll do that right away. Here, Lucky. Good boy. Whatever loan you're looking for, wedding loans, holiday loans, car or home improvement loans, make sure you talk to your local Capital Credit Union, where there are no hidden charges or early repayment penalties on your loan. Loans subject to approval, terms and conditions apply. Capital Credit Union Limited, regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Senior Line is a confidential telephone service for older people. Free phone 1-800-80-45-91. We're open every day of the year from 10am till 10pm, including Christmas Day and New Year. So it's free phone 1-800-80-45-91. We're there if you need someone to talk to and need someone to listen. We're older people too, so we will understand, and we're very good at listening. Did you get the Senior Line number? It's free phone one 800 80 Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience. And welcome back there, folks. Simon, you were asking uh, Mark a question there just before the break. I'm intrigued. Far ahead, my friend. So about the challenges and, and how and how you you know you you mentioned how you categorise challenges and uh, but um, you know, do you have any words of advice for others who are just starting out in business who haven't faced challenges? Uh, well, I do. Um, challenges sometimes can be uh, surfaced in not having the knowledge to cater for the challenge. So yeah. one of my biggest best of bits of advice I give to small business owners is employ people who know things that you don't yeah. and then let them get on with the job. Yeah. Don't be a control freak. And so when a challenge gets faced, uh, it gets faced, faced by the people who have the knowledge on how to deal with it. Yeah. What about self-awareness? How, for me, that's critically important because, you know, you can deceive yourself in business and get deluded and that's how business can fail. Is, is that critical? Have you been on a journey around self-awareness? Uh I haven't been on a journey to self-awareness, but I have found that uh, a lot of uh, the businesses we deal with, they have, yeah. and a lot of the business owners can get tied up too much in uh, the bit of the business that they like, yeah, and then they yeah. drop the ball on the bits of the business they don't like, and the bits of the business they don't like could be the critical parts of the business, like yeah. accounting, for example. And obviously, I'm a little bit biased, so I'm going to advise people to get an accounting product, yeah. but it is critical to a business to know how much money you have made on a daily, weekly and monthly basis, how much Absolutely. money you have in the bank, how much money you owe your suppliers, yeah. do you owe the revenue money, how's my P&L, and you need to be on that part of the business, yeah. and then get back into the design or the nicey, nicey, nicey It's nicey asking yourself yeah, questions. You know, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, 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 so you, it's so you get the clarity. And there's the thing, you said it, a lot of people do the nice stuff that they like and the other stuff, they're not doing it because it's fearful, it's taking them out of their comfort zone. And you're right, that could be the one part that will excel their business. Yeah. And by doing that, it's, it's you know, it's like I see a lot of businesses where people are great at what they're doing and I'm going to say to them, okay, we've got your business to this level. Now we need to hire someone to do the work so you can focus on the business instead of being in the business. Correct. And once they do that, yeah. things change. It's revolutionary, John. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it totally. takes such a weight off the people's shoulders yeah. and then they start seeing their business flourish. Yeah, yeah, because you have someone else doing that work that you hate. Like the Red Cloud, what did you do to hire other people that you felt had excelled your business? 
Uh, well, okay, so so when you come to the point in time when you know you need to hire somebody, you need to have the money to do it. Well, so that's important. when we yeah. took on our first agency, accounting software agency, one of the stipulations was you had to buy so much stock, you had to have somebody who could support the product. So A, I didn't have the money to buy the stock, and B, I didn't have some money to employ the person. So what I did, I think outside the box, and I think that's a huge thing for some business owners to do is yeah, think outside yeah. the box. So what I do, I got five customers that promised to buy it off me and gave me a deposit, which gave me the money to buy it at trade price, and I got a guy on contract that did the support for me uh, over his mobile phone. Yeah. And it worked. So it's a lot of the time it's thinking outside the box. Kissing a lot of ugly frogs along the way. Oh, I've kissed many of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, Did I, we kiss? I don't remember. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we danced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, and, and that's it. Like I, as you know, marketing, sales are my two things. Yes. And I've worked with people in India and I've worked with people in the Philippines and I've worked with, with you know, suppliers. And over the years... I've, as I said, I've kissed some really ugly frogs and cost me a lot of money. And now, five, six years on, I have a team around the world who I trust. And then yeah, I can yeah. leverage them or invite people into them. Yep. But yeah. that takes a lot of time. I was going to say, there was a cost in getting to where you are now. Yes, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's unfortunately Likewise. the way of business. Yeah. You know, you do have to go through the ups and downs, yeah. the costs and finding the right people. When you do, you're in a very comfortable place. Yeah. But it takes time. You can't deceive yourself. Nope. It can take a long time. Yeah. But but that's where, you know, my mentoring problem and our consulting that we have yeah, as yeah. well, we forget that people come to us because they want to excel their business. Yeah. We forget where they were beforehand with dealing with all that yeah, rubbish yeah, yeah. until they came to us and went, okay, I need help now. Yeah, 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 yeah but you need to dig into that rubbish. You need to, yeah. To you find do. out where they've been. Yeah, oh, to give yeah. them a, a direction yeah. where they need to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is that they've, they were there where probably we were four or five years ago. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Sorry. Yeah, 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 where they were. And, you know, we now can show the path because I've done that, I've done this, I've spent money on that, we've tested this and it works. Yep. And they come to us where Excel are business. Yeah, like, I have a mentor. Yeah. You know, I've been, I'm, I'm a, the consultant's consultant. I have two consultants, you know, that... Um, that that you... I, yeah, that I, yeah. That's, it's yeah. just a revolving Likewise, around yeah. it all the time. Likewise, yeah. 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 What about people, inspi- have people inspired you, apart from Joe, inspired you along the journey? Um... I guess they have, apart from Joe, of course. Yeah, yeah. Joe's my, that's my number one. <laughs> He's your mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I just say no money is changing hands in this <laughs> program? Um, or at least above the table. <laughs> so, yeah, I, well, I admire, I, I admire, and everybody says this is like just a cliche, but I actually admire everybody that sets up their own business. Yeah. They are my heroes. Yeah. Uh, but along my journey, people like, I guess, Richard Branson that had so many different businesses and was so successful. I'm reading his book at the moment. The, the latest one right. and ta- I'm in the part where he's talking about Trump Yes, from before he even went for to run for the president yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of going oh my god yeah. this this man has some real ego issues yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. not uh, Trump Trump yeah, yeah. 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 and you have, you have the likes of Eamon Coughlin who you know from a yeah. sporting point of view is hugely successful yeah. um, and you know didn't necessarily come from you know a background where he he had everything handed to him. He had to work harder. Yeah, yeah. And I think anybody that has worked hard and has had to work hard, um, you know, is is uh, you know an inspiration from my point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's there's um, did I it's, like I'm reading another book. I well, I finished it. Was Shoe Dog? I told you about that. Uh, Shoe Dog. I read that. It's yeah, a friend of mine who very kindly invested a bit of money in the business, which I've subsequently paid back, um, gave me. Uh, the book Shoe Dog and signed it and said he felt that there was quite similar characteristics uh, among well me and him but I think it's that's a generous I mean entrepreneurs I think 
could yeah, actually relate to an awful lot in that book. But what people yeah. don't realise when you're building a business and you've got you know more than 50 employees and it's expanding expanding like there was uh, Phil Knight you know 10 years in business turning over millions and had to borrow five grand to pay people in a factory yeah. Yeah. Do you know and yeah. people forget that you yeah. know as, as I laugh you know it took me 10 years to be an overnight success yeah. you know people forget the yeah. late nights do, the 18 hours that we've worked you know yeah. the stress and everything and, and watching all every it. penny as you said before the, the key is to watch everything you know I, I, I'm now a bit paranoid about it because you know I had failed business and, and I wasn't watching the cash flow yeah. you know I was assuming it was managing itself nothing manages itself so today I watch everything that goes in everything that goes out and I find that I sleep better at night it takes a bit of time but Nothing's failing. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the one the one piece of advice, you know, we all, you know, do this and do this. But there's one thing that I've learned out of all my years in business: spend wisely. Definitely, definitely. That's where it is. Don't run out and spend X no. amount on the next shiniest thing. Yeah, you know, really, really think get clear. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of startups yeah. get wowed. I've been through it as well, and you know, they get a big contract and they go and spend like mad. Just be really, really careful. Yeah, and and really sometimes careful. with startups as well, they might win that contract. Yeah, and they go brilliant. Yeah, I've been working so hard to get it, I'll and they take yourself. their foot off the gas. Yeah. yeah, and that's where the peaks and troughs happen. Yeah. but you've yeah. got to get the next yeah. one, and yeah. you spent in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. you say, like, as I mentioned, looking at the cash, I still look at the bank every day. So do I, every yeah. day. And, like, at every the moment, day. you know, I, I don't, I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've got an day. app. I've got an app, Joe. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I get a report from my uh, from my uh, Big Red Cloud every night. So you look every day. How many customers I've got. It comes in, at, well, people laugh at me in the office. My favourite part of the day was going in and opening the posts and opening the checks. But as we know, checks are becoming more and more yeah, yeah. irrelevant and they're going to be cut out by the banks. Yeah. So that has now completely changed to where I get a report from Big Red Cloud every night at 9.25 telling me how much is going to be in the bank next day. Yep. Because that's the beauty of, of a cloud-based yeah, uh, subscription yeah, yeah. module. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just flipped. Uh, so the best part of the day is 925, uh, 9.25, 9.30. Are yeah. you working as hard as you used to? And uh, no, my wife said I, doesn't, doesn't, I don't work any longer. So yeah. I've kind of morphed into what you are, Joe, in terms of the marketing. So I come up with a lot of the marketing ideas. Yeah. And then I get people to implement them that can implement them in the correct manner. Yeah. So... Um, so, yeah. So, no, I don't... Sorry, I don't work as much at all. Uh, the business... But I think that's what you strive for. You strive to get a business to a point where it actually... It's not you, it's the business. Yeah. And Bigger Cloud is not me any longer. So, no, in terms of your head... So, I'm interested in that. So, you're not working on the stuff you used to. So, the void, the, the metaphorical void that's in your head that, that, that's, that's freed up by not doing that, what have you replaced it with in your head? Yeah. Just strategic thinking, creative thinking. Simon, you've hit the nail on the head there. I actually haven't replaced it. So, yeah, yeah. that is actually a major challenge for me because I am used to dealing with... Not 10, involved, 20, yeah. 50 things at a time. So still clogging And going 100 miles an hour. And now I've got this void. So, you know, I can be bored a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, now the Ironman helps because I do a significant amount of training. I do 20 hours a week. So I, t- I turned around to my wife the other week and I said, you know what? I said, you know, I feel like I'm only working about 20 hours a week. And she looked up at me and says, how much would you be earning if you were working 30? And I went, okay. But, but uh, Joe, do you not think that's because you're working more efficiently now and as you said, you've got these key people around you now? Yeah, it's... it's but I, the thing is, I in my 20s and 30s, I was changed in material goods. You yeah. know, the flash cars and the holidays yeah, yeah. and the Rolex watch and had it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now... I'm not chasing them anymore. I'm just doing it because 
I'm content, I'm happy what I'm doing, but I'm helping other people. And I'm at that level in the business that I don't need to be working 18 hours because I've, I've brought me back beforehand. You know, mm. we, we spoke about this before, Mark. Um, I'm happy and I'm content and life is just getting better and better and better and better. And yes, I do have other people, but my knowledge and wisdom has developed over 28 years that I'm in. I have the luxury of using my mind to help people and yeah. make my living mm. out yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, well, I would say yeah. I'm, I'm lucky that the team that I have. Yeah. Yeah. That enables me to have, I guess, the life that I do have. But I mean, everything's engineered. The house is six minutes from the office. Yeah, I'm home at 20, 20 past six every evening to have dinner with my with my four daughters and yeah. my wife. So you know, I've created that in a way that su- yeah. suits me, yeah. me and my life. I dropped the kids to school. I picked them up. You know, I yeah. But I, there's so many people out there that don't have that. But yeah. no, th- what they need to know is, at this stage, you will have it. You, know, you will so, have it. So have yeah. that vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, set in your mind what you want to achieve yeah. and you will. So like, don't think myself and Joe have got this like overnight, as we said. No, We've no, worked very hard to get it. So. But here's the other thing as well. I don't go into town. Don't ask me to meet you in town before 10 o'clock and, and don't ask me to meet in town after four. Actually, don't ask me to meet you in town. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had two meetings in town. No, no so but I don't. <laughs> but that's it because it, I just... Can't do you don't need to. You don't I, need I don't to. need to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we've got about three minutes left. What's the future for the company? I was going to say yourself. So uh, there's there's uh, open banking coming out in uh, PSD2 in September, and that's where uh, things are becoming seamless. So yeah, with yeah. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, um, our software is becoming more automated. Yeah. So we've just released our purchase invoice importer. So that means instead of manually inputting your purchase invoices, you just get your supplier to email it to Big Red Cloud and it automatically goes in. So saving accountants and bookkeepers and business owners huge amounts of time. So you then bring that a step further and you're integrated with the bank. So yeah. the minute the invoice is in, you can pay your customers can pay you and it's all seamless and then there's automatic reconciliation so it's an automation is coming into the our industry is, is there anything in, in, in the product looking like Stripe or PayPal do you know where if I say I'm running something or and I have an event running and I want to take payments from that that goes into your software is yeah. that a, is, yeah is so we have an API so we can link up with all, all the uh, relevant uh, Payments. What, that's what the opening banking is You've talked about the positive. What about challenges ahead for your industry? What, what would be the biggest challenges ahead? So, well, the, equally where I've said that's the positive and that's where the industry is going, yep. the challenge is actually developing the software yeah. to a point to where it that. actually matches what the customers require. Yeah. Give the details where people can actually log in and get the software if they want to, Mark. So it's bigredcloud.com. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, it's a thirty day free trial. We hand hold you through the trial, and, and it's reasonably cheap as well. It's only twenty eight twenty eight euros a month. A month on wow. it, yeah. Simon, that was great. No, I, I really enjoyed meeting you, and uh, I've I've heard the product, but it was great to, to meet you. And it, you know, I think uh, you know people need to hear inspiring stories, and really, it's all about you know the mind journey and resilience. So it was great to meet you. Thanks, Simon. Yeah. And on that note, folks, uh, we're coming to the end of Business Eye. Mark, thanks for coming in. Simon, thank you. Thanks a lot. And just let people know, on the 17th of August, myself and Simon are speaking at a, an event in Airfield House, uh, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. There are some tickets left, um, and you can catch them on uh, joedalton.ie. Until next week, everybody, have a super weekend, and we will catch you again. Take care and God bless. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience.
She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet Let them be cake, she says Just like Marie Antoinette A building remedy for Khrushchev and Kennedy At any time of imitation you can take Caviar cigarettes Well-versed in etiquette Extraordinarily nice She's a killer queen Got body gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam She never kept the same address In conversation She spoke just like a baroness Middleman from China With time to get your mind Then again incidentally She was in that way Perfume came naturally From Paris Because she couldn't care less Fastidious and precise She's a killer Queen Gunfire gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam Guaranteed to blow your mind Temporarily out of action, temporarily out of action. That's absolutely right. 